recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another special, super stupendous, delightful edition of Political Straight Talk. I am your delectable, electable, and wonderful host, the Political Superman, coming to you live and in person from an undisclosed location close to the North Carolina state line. Before we get started this evening with the crux of the show, our thoughts and prayers go out to the people of the state of Kentucky where a young man opened fire on his high school, killing two people and injuring 17. Our thoughts and prayers also go out to the state of Texas where they also had a school shooting, where fortunately no one was killed. Another young man opened fire on his high school. Um, Texas, being Texas, solved the problem before it became more deadly. And so we definitely, our thoughts and prayers go out to them in this time of senseless tragedy. And I know it's going to be hard to make sense of why young people would do this. Uh, and I'm not going to turn it into political now, but I reserve the right to do that later in the show. So, all right, moving on to the question that is on everybody's mind. I mean, I have just gotten emails and phone calls and smoke messages from the engines wanting to know, what is Rosie O'Donnell doing today? <laughs> So, our investigative team here at Political Straight Talk went and found out. And I saw that she was mud wrestling with her cousins, other pigs in the pigsty at <laughs> Happy Bacon Farms in Idaho. So, Rosie O'Donnell is as happy as a pig in slop. Let us let us move on to important things. First thing we want to bring up is today, crying Chuck Schumer. Crying Chuck. Yesterday, when the government was being reopened and everybody was singing Kumbaya to get it open, we were going to have funding for a border wall with the caveat that we talk about DACA, the dreamers, the illegals that were brought over here by their parents and now just are destitute in life and need our assistance in stepping in. Well, Mitch McConnell agreed to bring DACA to the floor for a discussion and a vote if, in the same vote, there was funding for a border wall. Well, today, little Chucky come out and said there would be no funding for a border wall. And little Chucky forgets that he ain't the guy in charge. So he did what Democrats do, and he broke his word, number one. Number two, revealed that Democrats would much rather support illegals than true American citizens. But most importantly, showed 
that they don't truly care about anybody. That they're not about solutions, they're about political opportunism. Because the truth is, they're not going to get DACA unless they put the wall in there. What does that mean for these children or young adults or a little combination of both? It means that Greyhound's going to have a lot of extra customers over the next several months. Yep. Okay. And I find myself hard-pressed to be sympathetic because, number one, here are these people that have been in this country. They knew under President Obama that this was going to be a temporary reprieve, so they should take the steps while they were being protected to resolve the issue. How many people of the 200,000-plus have done what they were supposed to do to become legal? I can give you the number because we looked it up. 1,300. Oh. I mean, 1,300. Wow. So do they truly want, do they, this is my question, do they want to be U.S. citizens? Is it their desire to become American? Is it their desire to assimilate into our society and to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States? My answer is no. Because if you truly want to be a part of something, you're going to take the steps to make sure that you remain a part of it. Okay? When I joined the Masons and I wanted to be a part of the Masons, I did what I was supposed to do and I followed the steps so that I could assimilate and become a Mason. Okay? When I wanted to become a firefighter, what did I do? I learned what I needed to learn. I assimilated. I became a firefighter. I became part of that brotherhood. When Barbara got her membership to Batteries Plus, she assimilated and did what she had to do to become a VIP member of Batteries Plus. I hope you're taking notes, boss, please. <laughs> <laughs> So, he sounds more and more like Mark every day. <laughs> I will mute anybody else that comes against the host of this program. <laughs> this is not a republic. This is not a democracy. Okay? I'll think this, this host just wants to hear accolades post thrown upon him. Nothing more. If you want, if you want to have sex for the rest of your natural life, I guess you will. <laughs> wow. And not with a battery-operated toy. (laughs) (laughs) The views expressed on this program are not necessarily that of the host. (laughs) No flashlights for you. This program has been brought to you today by Adam and Eve. AdamandEve.com. <laughs> now, can we get back to the news at hand here? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you are setting a bad example, young lady. <laughs> You're the one that brought up the batteries. I didn't. 
I wasn't talking about you, Barbara. I said young lady. I didn't say nothing about dust. Oh. See? But she's not really. See the abuse that I take? <laughs> Listen, he he knows. He's already that big four zero, so I make fun of him for that. She's about to get muted. <laughs> And unlike a couple of people on this call, she doesn't know how to unmute herself. I'll tell her. It's star six, isn't it? Yeah. I'll mute you too, so keep talking. I hope you like the cow. I hope you like the cow. It's awfully cold outside. Honey, 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 won't you open that door? This is your sweet daddy. Don't you love me no more? It's cold outside, and I'm not sleeping on the floor. Honey, won't you open that door? Dark house. Oh, oh man cave. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Back to DACA. Oh, look. Our fellow compatriot and... Friend and battery extraordinaire Mark has decided to join us. Mm. He come in at the tail end of all that. He missed all that. Yeah. He did. He was getting him a drink of liquid Benadryl. Wink, wink, nod, nod. You know, they make that new Benadryl. It comes in mason jars. It's very clear and potent. (laughs) It's known mainly for being made in the foothills of East Tennessee. I think George Jones once sung a song about it called White Lightning. No, I like my Benadryl from Little Pink Pills. Oh, Mark. Mark's being such a buzzkill. Everybody look at Mark and go, boo. (laughs) Boo. Okay, now. Anyway, so back to DACA. Back to DACA, now that we're done talking about other things that start with a D. Um, The problem that I've got is a lot of these young people knew the situation. They knew that they had a window of time while under President Obama to start the process to become legalized citizens. If they've been taught here, then they should know English. Okay? Now, I will tell you from experience that this whole English as a second language business that they've got in these schools is not doing its job. It is a waste of taxpayer money and should be unfunded. Number one. Number two, our school system, and I really wish Tammy was on here for this because she needs to hear this, but our school system is an abject failure. It is an abject failure from the national level down to the local level. In every school precinct across this country, it is an abject failure. I can take any school system in this country walk into it and point out to you within 15 minutes why it is a failure. 
Now, there's people that want to think that their school system is great, and it's doing this, and it's doing that. And let me tell you, it is not. Every school system in this country, with the exception of the state of Vermont, is common core. Teaching to a test. We are not challenging our people to think. We are challenging people to be thought for. We are not challenging our people. What? Clean up on aisle five. Um, oh, okay. I heard a very good quote uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I passed it on to Tammy to use in her. That we're in the business of teaching students not what to think, but how to think. No, we're not teaching them how to think. We're teaching them what to think. That's what I mean. And I would much rather, I would much rather, one of the things that I can take credit for with my children, and I have a lot of failures with them, but the one thing that I can take credit for is that I taught my children how to think, how to be critical, to challenge. I even taught them to challenge me. Growing up, if I gave them a punishment or I told them to do something that they didn't agree with, if they could give me a valid reason and argue their case, I would undo it. didn't happen very often, but they won a couple. And it wasn't because I wanted them to prove me wrong. It was because I wanted them to be able to think critically. Okay. How many have walked into Walmart handed the cashier a $10 bill, they punched the $20 bill change thing, and they freeze like deer in headlights not being able to count back change. Mm-hmm. What happened to the days of just basic counting? I happened to notice the other day the way that they were having these kids count and break things down. That's the dumbest crap I've ever heard of. Oh, here we go with our wonderful. Hey, Barbara, do me a favor and go back into chat for me. But hang on a second. I'm going to say this, and and we're on here, and I know I've got a few of your little homies streaming. So let me put it to you like this. If you've got enough balls to do something in the chat room, have enough balls to pick up the phone and call in and say your little piece, Okay. I have no problem making you cry and suck your thumb in front of everybody else that's listening on a recording so you can go back and play it over and over again and realize how I would wipe the floor with your sorry, racist ass. Well, I guess if he could spell, that might be worth it. Cupcake can't even spell. I feel sorry for little Cupcake. That gets number six. Well, currently I am a uh, racist. Another Jew right, Why don't you right, call right. in? Why don't you call in and, and this great. say the same thing? I love it when he finishes his bowl of macaroni and decides to get on the computer. Racist Well, you have you to realize something. Well, hang on, hang on, Barbara. You have to realize about people that use this. Uh. And don't take the bait on that next comment right there, Barbara. So, you have to realize that individuals that come in and do this type of thing, number one, their education level is very narrow. Okay, number two, this is the same young uh, 
well, I'm not going to necessarily say young. Must be pretty young because <laughs> he failed English class. Wow, what's your IQ? Forty. Right. It says because you are a Jew loving, nigger loving idiot. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Anyway, so wow. back to what I was saying about this poorly educated individual. If they truly were educated, number one, they wouldn't have taken three verses out of the Bible the other day that were so <laughs> misrepresented. As the as a and let me clear something up for those of you that were here and and heard the comments because I read the Bible, <laughs> I read the verses to everybody. Okay. The three verses in stand alone, if you read them standing alone, they would definitely try to make it seem like those verses meant what they wanted them to mean. However, they took those three verses, which, by the way, they're claiming that Jesus did not misspeak. He did not speak those three verses at all. But thank you. Uh, anyway, so Barbara, just just ignore what's going through there right now. But you have to take those three verses, just like every verse of the Bible, and use it in context and read before it and read after it. Okay, for example, the shortest verse of the Bible, Jesus wept. Well, obviously he wept. But why? Well, I can tell you one reason. He was weeping because of people like this that are truly, truly misguided and are going to spend an eternity separated from God because they truly didn't understand the love of Christ. So, which book of John, in case you've forgotten, there are four of them. And John actually wrote more than four of them. He wrote five of the books. So which one would you like to read? I'll gladly read all of them. Then I'll be glad to explain to you what they mean. And then you'll be back in the corner sucking your thumb, which seems to be a pattern here. Anyway. I, 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 I really think that um, he must either work at city or it runs from the family. It must be a genetic <clears throat> Well, I once saw an episode of X-Files where the whole family was inbred. I'm thinking maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a, so... It's a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you better quit. I think he's getting excited. <laughs> you sure got a pretty mouth. That's what his mama told him. Okay. Yeah. Last night in bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. All right, we will not denigrate. We're not going to go to the level of these people. Well, he ought to go back to his basement. You sure it's wow. Do you, you got a dictionary to look up all those words? Hey, wow. hey, hey Barbara, did oh. you not realize that you are a Wicked Jew pig woman. <laughs> wow. I wish you all could see the idiocy of the individual. Wow. 
You want me to speak to New York Eve to him? No. I'm doing a quick read of John John chapter. You're, you're a real cut. You're all Jews because we're grafted in. You're a real now, cut. now, now, wait a minute. He he just told me that I should read John chapter eight. So I'm what? going to be nice. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. I am going to be nice, and I am going to read something that this young fella needs to learn, okay? Now, in John chapter 8, boys, I'm feeling a preaching coming on here. In in, <laughs> in John chapter 8, let us go to verse 36. And young man, this will help you so that you do not have an eternity away from Christ. Okay, I'm going to do like you. I'm going to pick one chapter for you. I'm going to pick one verse for you. Verse 36. Therefore, if the Son, meaning Jesus, makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And I say to you, young man, shake off these chains of Satan that are binding you with your hatred and your dark heart. And may this word... Be put upon your heart and clean you. For if you ask him to come into your life, all you have to do is believe, and you shall be saved. For God sent his Son not to condemn you and the world, but through him the world might be saved. So, you have a wonderful day, young man. I've had enough of dealing with you. I feel sorry for you. And he's going back. By the way, the chapters or the verses that he wants to be quoted now, again, he's cherry-picking, are 42 through 47. And what he what he thinks, okay, again, he's totally misrepresenting this. It says, I'm, I'm going to read it to you all. Jesus said mm-hmm. to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, Why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not God. Now, I have decided to to read that for the poor little fella. Now, here's what he didn't bother to tell you. Okay? This is what he didn't bother to tell you. He's talking about Abraham's seed versus Satan's seed. Okay, so let's back up. I know that you are Abraham's descendants. But you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. 
When they said to him, We were not born of fornication, we have one Father God. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, dot, dot, dot. Now, where does this come from, and who is who is Jesus talking to? Okay. See, poor little fella. Does anybody take what I have just read and mean that to believe that the people of the earth are Satan's children? No. Mm-mm. And I'm aware that he's talking to the Pharisees, okay? I am quite aware that he's talking to the Pharisees. You not going to no, do it. He should go back to his basement. Sit in Listen, his own Barbara, just don't give him any Shut more airtime. We've given him enough. Listen, I'm aware that he's talking to the Pharisees, okay? Now, no, they're not. Poor little Yeah, fella. they are. No, they're not. He's a putt. Listen. You know what a putt is? Go look it up, moron. Hang on, hang on, Barbara. Here's the deal, dude. Okay? You want to come on and have a conversation? Come on. Yeah, you pull the Bible out. You pull the Bible out. I'll pull mine out, and we'll have a little discussion. I'm pretty sure that my normal audience would love to hear you get taken to task. Okay? Now, you, sir, are by. All right. So let us move on. You know what I find interesting is that these young fellas sit around and... Uh, Um, actually, no, he, he's not the night fella. He is, uh, he's one of them, but he's been coming on here for years. I like entertaining him every now and then. Um, but he probably is a sovereigntist. So you are probably right about him being a sovereigntist. Um, he is not, he is not him though. When he comes on it, he at least has enough gumption to come on and, uh, and put his voice to where it is. Oh, there's our young fella back in guest state. Hang on a second. I hate to do this, but i got to mute everybody. It's in the chat. I done told you, young fella, you want to come in here and have a discussion. We can have a discussion. But if you're going to come in here and be a coward, I'm not interested. Okay. Let's unblock seven. Let's unblock you. There we go. Okay. Now he will try to he will try to come in a few times and then he'll he'll quit and go home. Then I can unmute people. There was one night we had a we had a call going and and uh, Mark will tell you this because we were, I mean it was a great show we were well on topic it was going, but the problem was I was driving. Oh no! <laughs> and so the control panel. Once we started the call, there was really no way to function in the control panel. And so these two managed to get on the call. And I'm telling you, it took me every bit of 30 minutes to get them off the call. Yeah, he will for a few minutes. He'll try for a few minutes and he'll give up. He'll go away. Him and his little buddies will go on. Why do they keep logging into the chat? I don't understand it. Why or how? How? They come in as guests. 
once your show's active, it shows up in the in the talk show directory. And my show's been my show's been going so long that I'm one of the top ones in the directory when it shows up. So people join. Oh, well, there's one of them right there. Roddy. Yeah, that tells me he's behind some of it. So he'll just stay muted. Anyway, and the problem is is that the way that TalkShoe operates, you cannot, uh, you can't block them. I've tried. Hmm. We used to be able to block people you mean from block coming people in. from ever coming in. Yeah, we could block them from coming in, and we could block them from seeing when we set up a call. See, the uh, problem is they can you can be seen. Uh, you can't block them from seeing when you schedule a call. So a lot of these racists sit around, and this is all they do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they they troll. Yes. They finish their bowls of macaroni about the time we come on. <laughs> anyway, back to so, Chuckles. Back back to DACA and Chuckles. Actually, with DACA, I'm ready to move on because, as listen, I understand some of them don't have the money to start the process. I get it. Um, there's a lot of organizations out there that will help them uh, Catholic Charities being a big one, uh, and even Catholic Charities says, "Look, they've not been approached by that many." So, um, here's the thing: I the, saw a meme today. It said that you know, for people who are so proud to fly their flag, Mexicans, they don't want to go back. Right. You know. And I. I, yeah, that'd be like me going in the middle of Mexico City, putting a flagpole up in my yard and running the stars and stripes up it. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, well, any of you so that know me know that, that any of you that know me know that I would do that very thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, when in Rome, dot dot dot, right. and and that is my thing. Don't come to my country trying to change my country to match your culture. Uh, last I checked, if your culture was doing so damn good, why are you here? Right. So, the only time I'm ever tempted to go to Mexico is when I want authentic Mexican food. And then I'm not tempted to go too far into Mexico because, well, most of that country is a shithole. So go to the People's Republic of Memphis. There are some good places there. Okay, and by the way, I'm on the record as saying it. Mexico, 95% of that country is a shithole. <laughs> Period. Yep. I've They're always even said telling, it. They're even telling, who is it, U.S., United Kingdom, uh, is another country that's telling people, you know, don't go out of your your area. Your little areas, you know. Well, the country. Mexico is a very dangerous country. Many of the states, many of the states there are are just, they're awful. Mm -hmm. 
Again, stuff that would never be tolerated here is is tolerated there. Mm-hmm. And the government, the problem is the government's corrupt. Mm-hmm. There, yes, we have our own corruption here, but we have checks and balances that help offset that. The problem that they have there is that they grease the wheel from the top down or the bottom up, whichever way you want to look at it. And much like, you know, when uh, the first time I ever went to Mexico, you know, you have to pay to travel on some of the roads because if you don't, the drug kingpins and the drug cartels will cause you a lot of damage. That's right. Okay, so you always want to make sure you're carrying a little cash, and uh, that money with dead presidents on it talks in Mexico, let me tell you. <laughs> it does. What's $10 to you, what's $10 to you and a, and a Happy Meal at McQuack's is big bucks for them. But now I will tell you, if you're going to grease, if you're going to grease the wheels there, nothing less than a, a Jackson will do. And if wow. you think they don't know Andrew Jackson, they do. So, better have you about five or six Jacksons as you're traveling down the road, because you're going to be lightened a few of them. Wow. Now, the second time, the second time I went to Mexico, <laughs> I had this wonderful, wonderful security detail. It was great. We did not get stopped once. Because they these guys, the United States Secret Service. <laughs> they work all the United States Secret Service and the United <laughs> States Marines. Mm-hmm. And they were decked out from head to toe in lots and lots and lots of guns. <laughs> we did not get messed with. I am telling you, our motorcade zipped right through there like you ain't seen nothing. I'm good. Well, we saw, I'll tell you the most disheartening thing that I saw while there. This is why part of me understands why they want to come here. Okay, because their homes were dirt. Yeah, in the floor dirt. They yeah, have no taller. television. They have no. Their water is putrid brown. It smells to high heaven. There's no. I mean, it was just awful. And we stopped. I mean, we did stop in some of these little towns, and it was just you know when we when we when we flew into Mexico City, one of the things that we did was. Those of us that were low-level peons, we went out into the countryside to see. Mm-hmm. And our guides, or whatever you want to call them, they pretty well let us pick where we went. It wasn't they tried to point us in any one direction. We pretty well mm-hmm. went to the little villages, whichever villages we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of them, other than seeing, you know, hearing Americans on TV or, or on the radio or, or seeing us on some of the... the the little squabbly channels there, you know, <laughs> first time they've laid their eyes on a gringo. Wow. And it, it just, it was an interesting, it, it was an interesting experience. It was interesting. It's because you don't think of Mexico as a third world country, but it really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people starving in that country. There are people that, that to them, and, and this is probably what I couldn't understand, if you you think about it, you walk into any home in the in the United States, and you've got two and three TVs. Okay, you've got cable, you've got internet. 
know, there are people down there that never heard of the Internet. They didn't know what that was. Okay, they're cooking stuff on a iron pot-bellied stove that to us was from the 1800s. We just don't cook like that anymore. That's how. That's the only way they have to survive. No plug-ins. One house we went into, there was no electricity. No, they functioned solely on. um, There we go. We got rid of the little braces, bastard. Uh, So we. It just did. It, it amazed me to find to see what I saw there. Yeah. Well, Same with I, bank. when I I went to Guadalupe, and um, you went to where? Guadalupe. You mean Guadalupe? Yeah, Guadalupe. No, Guadalupe. not Mexico. I went to the French island of Guadalupe. Okay. And they live in the same spot. If you go yeah, outside just, the resort, yeah, nothing but mud huts. Oh God, it's terrible. Yeah, and that's just, why they're all shitholes. Most of the people have only been on the tourist side of these islands that they all go to. Don't y'all remember me talking about when I came back from going on that cruise? How disgusted I was, and how some of those people lived, but that the church was down there. Hmm. I mean, these you mean people, the Catholic, the big red yeah, Catholic the church. church. Yeah, the yep. Catholic Church was down there in Honduras. And it's like these people's houses, and I'm not lying, y'all. If I'm lying, God strike me. And my cat's laying on me, so y'all will hear it if it happens. Yeah. These people, and there hadn't been a hurricane there in 30 years, so they didn't have an excuse for the squalor that they lived in. They literally look like after a hurricane, somebody yep. came through there and swept up parts and pieces and built a mound. And then they just put a um, satellite on top of it. I am yeah. not lying. Yeah, ten, ten houses. They weren't yeah. even ten. They were they were scraps of wood. Oh. It, I mean, it, I mean, um, scrape up your patio and uh, build a mound out of it and take a picture of it and then just enlarge it about hundred fifty thousand times. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it looked like. It was ridiculous. And that's mm-hmm. how all these islands are. They're beautiful at the port. They're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they got smiling people. They're clean. But the people that we talked to in Honduras, they didn't even have washer and dryers. They didn't have right. air conditioners. And it was so hot in Honduras, I never got off the boat. Mm. That tells you how hot it is. It was so hot down there. Mm. I get why they want to come here, but the reason yeah, that we have uh-huh. the problem now is that Obama opened the gates and told them to come on in, and that right. was part of this deep state. It, right. it wasn't that they <clears throat> all just come like that all the time. Yes, we settle. <clears throat> I just saw statistics on uh, Laura Angle's show of where we... Ingram, whatever her name is. She's got the Ingram angle or something. I don't know what it is. That's where I got the angle from. When we settle like in a month of a football stadium full of immigrants. And mm-hmm. in, a, in a year, we um, settle a, like Washington, D.C. or something, or New Jersey or something like that. 
a state that big of in, immigrants every year. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like we're not bringing them in. It's not like we're not taking care of them. But oh, y'all, I, I just came from the county commission, and you would not believe how much we're going to have to build in the next five years to keep up with the growth. Yeah, they live better than 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 a lot of people. Really, they do. And this is what is so infuriating, you know, that they come here, they do not bother to become citizens, you know, they can't speak the king's English, they don't care, and, you know, and then they get food stamps, welfare, you know, free medical education, well, whatever they do with that, you know, and it's just so unfair to the people here that, you know, don't have jobs, you know, uh, I just don't get it. You know, it was like that post I put on on the chat today that Nancy Pelosi said, you know, that uh, building the wall uh, takes away from the rights of illegals. Excuse me? They don't have any rights in this country. Well, according to her, they do. So poorly educated, they don't understand that. Yeah. According to Nancy, they do. Well, Nancy's uh, off a rocker anyway. Nancy's smoking whatever they're doing in California. He's been in an old folks home for Alzheimer's. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't know how she stays. I've got an idea how she stays in office, but... <laughs> <laughs> I won't repeat it there. Something about a corn cob. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jose Cuervo, you are pretty. Checking yeah. something for me. Okay. Chuckle, anyway. Chuckles really hurt himself today. He did, but the problem is people expect the Democrats to do this stuff. Number one, Democrats are much like Muslims. Okay, it's in their it's in their strategy to lie, cheat, and steal to accomplish but, what they want to accomplish. Yeah, but I think a lot. I think after this weekend, a lot more people are aware now that. Nah. Yeah, I really do. I nah. really do. Nah, they don't care. Well, was she? Where was again? They don't care. I was just saying that I think people are more aware now that the Democrats really don't give a crap about the American people. Well, those people don't give about, a crap either. Huh? Tammy, what is a political lifetime? I know it's six months. I understand that. Okay. 
When's the election? If we go by March thinking, we're having it in December. August. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why the Republicans have to keep hammering at it and reminding people. Nah, you don't hammer it. This government shutdown will be a distant memory. Oh, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. No, I don't think they're going to try it again because it's lost its flavor and its power. Yes. The Democrats, listen, the Democrats lost this one, okay? They knew it as quick. I told you it'd be quick, okay? And they're where they lost this one. So what is their next tactic? They know that the argument of DACA for them will not work. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to they're not going to hang the November elections on DACA. They're not going to get it. They are. Now, I will tell you, you know, Republicans have lost some special elections recently. Mm-hmm. We lost two the other day. Okay. We lost one statewide election in Wisconsin that we shouldn't have lost. And I agree with Governor Walker of Wisconsin in the fact that Republicans better use this as a wake-up call. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if elections were held today, Democrats would win the Senate back. They won't get Congress, but they'll get the Senate, and they'll get some state legislatures. So Republicans got to pull their collective heads out of their patoots and uh, get this figured out. What is the time lawmakers in Alabama move to eliminate marriage licenses? Yeah, it won't happen. No, they're doing it. They're, what they want to do is strip marriage licenses so they don't have to recognize gay marriage. So in other words, they're just going to take away marriage licenses all the way around. But what's going to happen is when that happens, the feds are going to step in. And the feds are going to say, mm-hmm. okay, can't do that. And then they're going to create, there's going to become a national marriage license is exactly what it's going to be. Yeah, so, because apparently it was approved by Alabama Senate on January 16th. It was. Would end the practice of probate judges' extreme marriage licenses. Right. And and the truth of the matter is it it's not going to end marriages because the church still controls that. The church should be controlling that to begin with, and I've always said that. Um, mm-hmm. The Catholic Church should be stripped of their ability to do weddings, but every other church should be okay. The Catholic Church has no discretion. Yeah, has no discretion from the judges. The Catholic Church has no business doing weddings and should be stripped. Um, I was married in a Catholic church. Huh? I was married in a Catholic church. Barbara, listen, okay. You cannot marry the altar anymore, okay? It's illegal. Yeah. Barbara wanted real wood, so she married the altar. Anyway, um, no, well, until I get it annulled. Well, the priest, annulled, was, the priest was busy at the altar board convention. He was unavailable. Anyway. New California policy opens door to illegal immigrant voting. Way to go, yeah, guys. But, but that's not, listen, that's not news. And and let me let me explain something about that. There is no such thing as a federal election. It's a state election. Let me let me refer, let me stress that. 
There is no such thing as a federal election. There are federal guidelines that regulate state elections, but there is no such thing as a federal election. Well, it says here, under the new system, which begins April 1st, April Fool's Day, anyone who already has a valid license and applies for renewal in person or by mail could potentially be added to the voter registration rule. Yes, they are. Or not. They are trying to do that, and that probably will go through, but then you have to give it the smell test. Does it match? And this is where there's going to be trouble in the federal court. Because the state can determine who they want to vote for what office, with the exception of the federal-level offices, at which point the federal constitution dictates who votes. So the illegal can vote for the sheriff of San Bernardino County. The illegal can vote for governor. The illegal can vote for any state office they want to vote for and local office. But when it comes to federal offices, their their vote would be Neil, it wouldn't count. Now, how do you determine that? Well, that's what the that's what the court is going to have to determine. Well, you know, New California has applied for. <laughs> they're trying to get that on the ballot, by the way. Wow. Wow. So then they would be recognized by the federal government in the 51st state. Yep. Well, Wouldn't that have to be ratified? They would have to go through a process. That's what I was about to say. They would have to go through a process of statehood. But they've got the population. They've got the land mass. They could do it. Wow. That'd definitely be interesting. Wow, they have their own governor. <laughs> wow. So it, it would be interesting. Fabulous. Well, you know, I can't say that I blame them. I'm actually surprised it's taken this long. But the problem, the thing with California is if you if you look at Northern California, Northern California is very Republican. <laughs> Really? It's like New yeah. York. It's like New York. Well, yeah. most of New York is Republican. The only thing that well, points to the state of New York is New York City. Right. New York, City and Albany. New, York. New York City and Albany are your two bastions of Democrats. Everything else in that state's Republican. Especially the right. further north you go up towards Buffalo, the heavier right. concentrated Republicans you get. Right. So... It's but as, I can't. But Northern California is Republican. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, if you if you take away San Francisco. Okay, where is San Francisco? In Northern California, but they're very liberal. I'm aware. San Francisco is a liberal city. San Francisco is the only liberal city in Northern California. And then when you get into Southern California and you deal with Orange County and, and a lot of those areas around there, uh, you have 
You have well, you've got a Republican bastion there. You just don't have a lot in the South. But yes, northern the further north you go in California, the more Republican it is, which is kind of interesting. But it's true. Yeah. All right. California. If if you could if you could cherry pick California and you actually get Republican voters out to vote. There's a lot more Republican voters there than actually show up to vote. Wow. Let's see, NBC it's just like in New York. Yeah. If New York voters were to show up in droves, Republicans win the day. The rest of the really? state can offset New York City. Yeah, but New but York is always, always going blue. Say what? That's not true. New York. Well, That's not true. Re- New York actually votes. New York voted for Reagan. Yeah, but how long ago was that? Doesn't matter. You, your statement was they always go blue. Plus, mm-hmm. they've had multiple Republican governors. Uh, New York City, ironically, has had many Republican mayors. Rudy Giuliani being probably one of the most high-profile. Well, Mayor Bloomberg, who went liberal, was a Republican and decided to go liberal. Wow. What a, what a butthead. Uh, eh, let's see. So, I mean, it's it's a matter of how you sell your message. The problem is with Republicans. Republicans need to get over, and I, <laughs> I hate to say this, but Republicans are going to have to get over the evangelical side of things because that's not going to win elections. And the truth is, evangelism or evangelicals shouldn't win elections because people want to vote. People want to vote what they think everybody else should do. That's not how you vote. Okay, it's like, well, I've got to vote my conscience. Well, first of all, I didn't send you to Congress to vote your damn conscience. I sent you to Congress to vote the way your people representative republic sent you up there to vote number one number two okay when i hear these people say well when i walk into the voting booth i I gotta you know I, i gotta vote my conscience no no you don't when you walk into the voting booth you have a faith okay your faith will dictate if you are true to your faith your faith will dictate who you vote for okay Simple as that. Got nothing to do with your conscience. Got to do with your faith. So get a grip. So, for example, if a congressman who represents San Francisco goes in to vote, what is his job? Is it his job to vote his conscience, or is it his job to vote what San Franciscans want? Well, usually it's to vote what the constituents want. You're exactly right. That is their job. Okay. Now, I may not agree with what San Franciscans want, but I can tell you this. Phil Rowe, when he goes in and votes, he better damn well vote what the majority of us here want, or guess what's going to happen to him? He's going to be singing, hit the road, Jack, don't come back no more, no more, no more. No more, no more, no more, hit the road, Jack. Okay, just like just like old scrunch face down there in Nashville. I never can remember his name, Cooper. Okay. I don't I don't agree with him, but his job is to vote what the most of Nashvilleans want because that's who he represents. Mm-hmm. 
Now, see, the Senate is different. The Senate wasn't sent there. And bless you. This is why I have a problem with this. The Senate. Does anybody know what the Senate's job is? Anybody know? The Senate's Alex, job. I'll take 200 for. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's a smart ass in every bunch. <laughs> the Senate's job is to the will of the, the state and not the people. You're exactly right. The job of the Senate is to do the will of the state. The Senate, up until the 70s, was not elected by the people. It was elected by the state legislatures. Now, think about that. Think about how the congressional makeup would be if senators were elected by con- by legislatures right now. They may know how many re- they may know how many Republican legislatures we've got. We'd probably have a ninety to t- uh, ten majority. You may know how many legislatures we got. Raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand, raise your hand. We got 34. What's 34 times 2? 68. 68. What's the filibuster rule? 60. That'd give us eight votes to bust any filibuster. We could pass anything we wanted to with a two-thirds majority in that in the Senate right now, if we were voting the way the Constitution was outlined to vote for the Senate. So why don't we use that? Because that's not the way the progressives wanted it in the uh, in the early 20th. That's century. exactly right. That's how they want it. It didn't benefit them to do it that way. They knew in the future it wouldn't benefit them. That's why Harry Reid enacted the nuclear option. Well, the nuclear option was put in place by the minority party to try and be relevant. At the time it was put in place, it was put in place by the Republicans. I thought Harry Reid did it. No, Harry Reid actually uh, did away with it. It was reinstated by Mitch McConnell. Harry Reid had done away with it because they, they couldn't get anything through. Republicans kept blocking it. Uh. And so Harry Reid, that's why judges, back when he did it, it was over Supreme Court justices. Because they couldn't get a justice through, they kept getting blocked. So they did away with the filibuster level on that. Then when they couldn't get the health care bill through, they tried to undo the nuclear option, but it kept getting blocked. So... The health care law went into effect without the Senate's vote, which, by the way, is illegal in itself. Wait a minute. I know it's unconstitutional, but what do you mean it went through without the Senate voting? Did the Senate vote on the health care law? Yeah. Uh, they did not. The ACA? Yeah. I there thought they no did, Senate. but no Republicans voted for it. There was no Senate vote on the ACA. It was into law. It went through the House and bypassed the Senate, went straight to the desk. Here's the Why? little secret on that. How did they do that? 
Well, see, that's the thing. When this got challenged, the original challenge was because it was without senatorial approval. Then they twisted the law and says, well, the Senate don't have to sign off on it. Since when? This ain't the first time that a bill's went into law without the Senate. Since when? Since when does a bill not have to go through the Senate? Oh, there's several bills that only have to go through the House. Technically, the budget only has to go through the House. You can get around the the, the Senate is only a deliberative body that can advise on the budget. Congress, the House of Representatives, the lower chamber, is the only chamber that has control of the budget. Right, because they have appropriations. Yep, they can control it. They can bypass the Senate and go to the president. So why don't they? Because you set a bad precedent when you start doing that stuff, and they don't want to give Democrats leeway for when Democrats get the chambers back. So how did, I mean, I knew Obamacare was unconstitutional. mommy's girl. So it became law because the House automatically just sent it right to Obama. Yep. Look it up. Wow. Don't you remember what Pelosi said? You have to pass it in order to read it? Yeah, I know that, but... (laughs) I didn't know yeah. that it had that. The Senate, the Senate never voted on it because they knew they couldn't get it past the 60-vote filibuster. Wow. And so, see, they, Democrats were smart, too. They didn't want to bust. They didn't want to call the nuclear option on that because, much as we discussed earlier, now if President Trump wanted to get his budget through and get the wall and get everything, they could suspend the rules in the Senate, do away with the filibuster. There wouldn't be a damn thing Democrats could do about it. They can push it through and it's over. McConnell said he won't do it. I know he won't, and he's smart not to right now. They may end up doing it to get it through. We'll see what the President's State of the Union has to do. See, because we're going to come up with this on February 8th. I mean, it's going to, you know, and... You know, I, I just think we're going to see it kick down the road again, or the government's going to shut down again, you know. Um, I depends think on Democrats, who's winning the art. If Democrats you know, think they have the high road, then the government's going to shut down. If they don't, then they're going to do whatever they can to get this passed and get it in the rearview mirror. Even though there won't be any DACA involved. Oh, I'm pretty sure DACA will be involved somewhere. DACA doesn't sunset until March 5th. Yeah, but they're not going to, listen, they're not going to keep CR and everything in an election year. They're just not going to do it. They want this shit in the rearview mirror come August during primaries. And if you look at it, we get into March, we're getting close to that six-month breaker. Yeah. And they don't want it. Trust me on this. Right now, there are many Democrats who are unhappy with Chuck. Well, they're unhappy with Chuck Schumer because a deal was made. And right now, here's the deal Democrats can't win without their base. 
You ever heard the old song, It's All About That Bass, About That Bass? Yeah, well, you see, the, the thing is that he was offered on Monday the same thing he was offered on Friday. Well, the optics were different on Friday than they were on Monday. The truth is, on Monday, Democrats were looking bad, and that's the ones holding up the government. Friday, what it was is, see, Friday's take out the trash day in politics. Okay? And what they hoped was that the narrative would be all weekend that Republicans shut down the government, Republicans shut down the government. Well, that didn't happen that way. What happened was Chuck Schumer shut down the government. And that was the narrative that everybody led with. Even CNN, until you got to Mad Cow, and all she could talk about was Russian collusion that didn't happen. She's still talking about that. Which, by the way, Jeff Sessions was grilled by Mueller. Last week, wasn't that a greatly kept secret in Washington? Right, I uh, And now they're now they're zeroing in on Comey and Flynn but on their firing. The FBI agent, the, the the guy FBI agent Peter Strzok. Yep. He even came out today and said, or he didn't come out, but there's. Uh, there were text messages read that he said there was no collusion. He knew there was no collusion. Well, it's, it's a matter. Whether, it's a matter of optics. It always has been. This is all about optics, people. Old Comey has retained a lawyer. Yep. Really. That ought to tell you a lot, right there. But I want to tell you, the president has the authority, and this is something that we went over when people were mad about Obama firing everybody that he fired. President, you serve at the pleasure of the president. Okay? Now, there are some exceptions to the rules. One of them is secretaries, FBI directors, etc. Once you're confirmed by the Senate, um, the Senate can fire you, by the way, in case you all didn't know that. But generally, the understanding is you serve at the pleasure of the president. Uh, the CIA and the FBI are tenure terms designed to cross over presidents for continuity purposes. But the president has the authority to tell you to step down. If you choose not to, he has the authority to fire you. Okay, He doesn't have to give you a reason. He can tell you to kick rocks and you're gone. Okay, so this whole deal about, well, the president couldn't fire Comey, well, he damn well can. Yep. See, it's, it's a common courtesy for most administration officials, from low-level field directors to high-level secretaries, that when a new president comes in, you offer your resignation. Okay. So, for example, on January 20th, 2009, we were not... We were not fired. We tendered our resignations at 10 o'clock that morning, and most people were told whether they were going to be retained or not. I mean, you knew whether you were going to be retained or not. 
And didn't you say they took your credentials at 12.01? They did. When we were up on the risers, at uh, as soon as his hand came down, they escorted 11 of us off the risers and uh, took our credentials and told us that we no longer had the clearance to be there. Wow. Go Nuff. Well, again, it comes down to most people think most people think that the incoming president controls the inauguration. They don't. The outgoing president does. Mm-hmm. He's the one that, uh, or she, as the case may be, uh, they yeah. determine who gets tickets. They determine everything. But the mm-hmm. minute his hand, I'm sorry. Who? The outgoing president controls it. Oh. It's not the incoming. They have no say whatsoever. But at 12.01, when that hand comes down, after they say, so help me God, and hell to the chief starts playing, they the big cheese, you will watch. Uh, it's kind of neat because if you, if you can ever catch a glimpse of it, you'll see that the uh, football gets changed out. Uh, when they have coffee before they go over to the Capitol, the reason they have coffee at the White House is the incoming president is given a phone. He's given a wallet with the nuclear codes. He's given some other things, and that's why they do that. And then they'll go to the Capitol. They go to the Capitol and meet with a gang of eight. They go over certain protocols, the incoming president. They change over. Everything changes over at 12 o'clock. At every federal building across the United States, there is someone at 12 o'clock that removes the picture of the outgoing president, puts up a picture of the incoming president. It all changes at 12 o'clock. Oh, they can completely change the entire White House within 90 minutes. At 10 o'clock when the president leaves the White House and the flag comes down, that flag will be put away, uh, sent with the Obamas, at this case, they were sent with the Obamas. They began to break their rooms apart. The only room they don't touch is the Oval. The residence is completely broken down, packed up on moving trucks. The new incoming family, the trucks are unloaded. They have pictures of how the rooms were set up at their home. They make sure the rooms are set up exactly the same, from Barron's room to the President's room, set up exactly the same. At 12 o'clock noon, if there's something being done in the in the in the Oval, they will do it while the president is gone. So if they've got to change out the carpet, bring in a new desk, they put up new pictures. I mean, they have it all set up so that when he walks in there at about two o'clock, it's all done. You never know that Obama was ever there. So it, it's a fascinating process to watch. Well, it said that President uh, Trump is using uh, President Reagan's rug in the Oval Office. Most likely, he was a he was a fan of Reagan's, even though he was a Democrat at that time. He thought very highly of Reagan. Him and Reagan were close. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. I just I so find who, it interesting. Who has control? You said not the. You said somebody has control over all this. The outgoing president. Oh. 
So if Trump's reelected, his team obviously will have control of it in the midterm. But at the end of eight years, when Condoleezza Rice becomes president, he will control it. <laughs> you really think she's going to run? No, she's too smart to run. Yeah, she's got more degrees. She, I read that she had more degrees between uh, Cheney and Bush. She had more degrees than the two of them. She does. Bush has three. Cheney's got two, and I think she has seven. Yeah. She's a very smart lady. I like her. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. There ain't nothing like her. I watched her knock a lieutenant flat on his ass. Sure did. With a smile on her face. She don't smile much. She always looks pissed off. Really? Yeah, she always looks mad. Even when she does interviews, if she's smiling, then she smiles. But if she's not, she's got that look on her face, much like I do. Most people think I'm mad all the time because I have a look. <laughs> but she does. Oh, yeah, she has a look. Oh on. God! So, what do you think about all this flack about? Um, oh, was it General Kelly? What about him? Well, they said, you know, he was going to resign. Trump was going to fire him. Okay. You know. They said that about Sessions, too. Do you see that happening? Yeah, really. Yeah, I think I think the White House leaked some of this stuff just to get people talking. You think? Look, yeah. let me tell you. You think Barack Obama had the deflection down pat? Trump has it. And they are falling all over themselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He is a master at getting oh, yeah. their well, attention I mean, elsewhere. Listen, he's getting he's getting everything he wants, and that's what people don't understand. Mm-hmm. You look at look at North Korea. Look at the situation with North Korea. Notice it's completely died down. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell you yeah, when these people, people are finally figuring out. I just read an article earlier. Well, two actually, two different ones. Uh, the first one I read was that Kent, little Kim let his um, soldiers out to forage through the fields for themselves and their families. Yeah, yeah. Then I just read another one that. Um, I forget what it was, but they were, he was basically uh, saying how they were all starving. And it's like, you people uh, need to pay attention to what's going on over there. That's why he's saber rattling. All these people are starving to death. He spent all the money in the nuclear weapons and fighting and all this stuff. And that's why the people don't have any food. And they mm-hmm. fed the army first. Did you see, was it Don Lim? Who was it that just went over there? And he was literally fawning over Kim, little Kim. Lester Holt. You're talking about Lester, Lester Holt. So Leslie yeah. Holt. Lester, Lester Holt. Holt. Yeah. Leslie Ho Ho. He's taking a lot of. Well, look at it. Look at it this way. Number one, they're doing exactly what the Russians did right before they came. But the Olympic Games is the important thing here, because if you'll notice, they're sending 22 athletes to the games that are going to walk in with the South Koreans. The reason this is happening is because there's going to be some high-level, super-secret negotiations going on behind the scenes 
The Olympics are going to be cover. So y'all, y'all put that down in your books. Write it down. There'll be a big announcement after the Olympics. I'm just reading here. It says NBC wants to hold plans for cotton candy North Korea coverage. Well, I got news for you. I don't think I'm going into North Korea and going to be pressing hard on the dictator when he can have me locked away. That's right. Okay. He said, Vanessa, he was criticized in particular for saying he was treated with respect. Maybe he was treated with respect. Yeah. You don't. I mean, why would he? See, that's that's the stupidity of some people. Why would they send him over there anyway? I just don't get it. Um, I mean, news news reporters do that. Yeah, so he has no absolutely no reason to be there. NBC has paid nearly one billion dollars to U.S. broadcasters South Korea when they're with us. That they're trying to do both with the and with others is not good for the country. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with him doing that. They're news reporters. That's what they're supposed to be. I hope he's not taking any hostage. But again, I think that's cover. It's going to do a good job. You know, that wouldn't be the first time. Well, that perhaps in a nod to his bad reviews, Cole and his team are now returning to the U.S. <laughs> what now? They said because he got some bad reviews, or, you know, he was criticized for it, that he's now coming back to the U.S. I don't, you know, <laughs> we don't. Okay, y'all, think breaker box, okay? Y'all know what a breaker box is. Everybody on this phone call knows what a, pra- a breaker box is. Yep. Yeah. My, girlfriend, my girlfriend put out there and said, fools out there eating Tide Pods, and they don't even realize their breaker box is filled with black and red licorice. Okay, now that's funny. <laughs> Barbara, you well, may send you, you know. the picture. You may send you the picture. Yeah. The top company, uh, Procter Gamble, I think, makes time. They have come out and said that they're probably going to have to pull the pods off the market. Yeah. That's so stupid. You know, our next generation. Right. (laughs) But hey. Fabulous. Just need some pods. Thank you. Are you going to be able to get that budget for me? I've got Pam working on some pricing. Yeah, but it's, it'd be better if I knew. There's some intangibles that I don't know, but yes, I'll work on it tomorrow. It'll be well, on my high side, just so you know. 
Well, I, I, hey, I'm down with that. I always inflate my stuff because you can always come down. I mean, this is I still don't know how many how many residences are in that district. We're working on that. My contact has said she's going to give us that stuff. Pam is bound and determined just to go down there and buy the damn $36 CD. She's about to have a fit over it. Well, that's what you need to do. Just go get the damn CD. That, well, listen, that can, be benef- that can be beneficial in the future. I know, but I didn't want to... I, I didn't want her to just say, oh, I went and got it because we, you know, we couldn't not. wait for you to give it to because, me. Listen, listen, she's going to give you voter vault. There's a big difference between the two. She's going to give you the voter vault stuff that is specifically to that district. Okay. Okay. This, getting that CD gives you access to the entire county. And trust me, that can come in handy later. Okay. Well, I want I want robocalls put in there. If we don't ever do them, we don't ever do them. But go ahead and put the robocalls in. Well, I always put robocalls. You always want to do robocalls. You want to do three of them. You want to do three different types. I would, to be honest, I would commission a robocall early and do kind of a poll. I do have do a robocall poll. They're only about two cents a pop, so it's not expensive. Yeah. And you can rock your own poll. Well, um, I popped in today. I had about 30 minutes, and I was right at Laverne High School, and I was like, hmm, I'm just going to go and pop and say, pop and see uh, Principal Ash. And you know, you know the rumors about him, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't see it unless it's hidden. You know what I'm you know right. I don't see the attra- I don't see the attraction. Let me just say that. I don't see the attraction. Okay. So, but anyway, I popped in and said, Hey, my name's Tim Sharp. I'm running for school board. And I just want to come in and introduce myself because I want to come back later and take a um, take a tour of the school, and I didn't want to just call you and say, hey, I want to come and look at the school. I want to come introduce myself first. So we had a nice little chat, and uh, he said, just call me and let me know whenever you want to do the tour. I'll put a student with you, and you can ask whatever you want to, and they'll show you the school. He must not like his current school board members. Uh, well, he asked me, he goes, isn't there somebody else running? And I said, oh, I think it's somebody in construction or something. Good answer. <laughs> I knew you'd be proud of me. Uh, yeah, don't don't ever use his name. But Lisa called and said that Wayne Blair, who's the other, who's, he's District 2, I think. Yeah, he's he's the counterpart yeah. to me. He has been whispering in her ear that he thinks that the construction guy has got the money and he's going to win. Well, my my benevolent person said, uh-uh. Dow, uh, Dow doesn't have the time to do the grassroots. If she does the grassroots, right. he's got it done. He said, don't even Gee. listen. She said, don't even listen to him. Gee, who told you that? I did. Well, you did. She said, he doesn't have the time. He may pay for somebody to do some walk-arounds and stuff like that, but she said, he does not have the time for the grassroots, and neither does Aaron. 
So, well, you can you can take that district primarily by focusing on your condo unit, your condos, and two or three streets outside of that that big subdivision up there. If David's Way in that area is in your district, yeah, that's in my district. Yeah, you can lock it up by that subdivision and your condos. You can lock it up. All right, any other political straight talk stuff before we say nighty-night? Mark, you got anything you want to add since you're still awake? Is he still awake? Hey, who's the president? Oh, you sound much better than you did yesterday. How are you feeling? I'm feeling better. Oh, good. That Benadryl will knock it out of you. (laughs) The way the weather's been in well, the last he was using two weeks here, it's just horrible. He was using that clear Benadryl. <laughs> that clear liquid Benadryl. <laughs> I, I, I need some of that. Hey, Mark, did, do you watch Live PD? Because Slidell, Louisiana, has been on the last two weekends, and they're showing no. a parade this weekend. They are? They're from last year. No, no, no! They're live. They're live every Friday and Saturday night. Oh, live? Um, yeah, that'd be about right. Cause Mardi Gras in about three weeks. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh God, you mean I got to give up something for Lance? Give up Marbury. I'm not giving up live PD. I'm just telling. You, well, I now I'm gonna be in. Uh, I probably won't see it Saturday night, but I may have a chance to see it Friday. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be in St. Louis, so I'm gonna have my own live PD. <laughs> really, I don't watch. There's very, there's very few show, television shows I watch anymore. Oh my gosh, Mark, you have to watch Live oh, PD. It's a good show. It's a good show. It is the craziest damn thing you have ever seen. Yeah. Two weeks ago, out in Arizona, they pulled this truck over. Truck looked just normal. They pulled this truck over because they had something hanging from their rearview mirror. And you're not supposed to have anything hanging from there. And so they pulled the truck over, and lo and behold, they had a bunch of coyotes in the king cab. Those coyotes had carpet on the bottom of their tennis shoes. Because the carpet, you can't, when you walk through the desert and stuff, it doesn't leave tracks. Uh Then they opened the trunk bed of the truck. It had one of those lids on it, you know, that you open and it it uh, kind of comes straight up. There was 150 pounds of marijuana oh in the back of the truck. <laughs> Damn. That was one of the dreamers who's trying to make a better life for themselves. <laughs> yeah, they were. They were, but they just got caught. And they then last Colorado to sell their wares. Barbara, did you see? No, this was trafficking. Barbara, did you see that guy that got pulled over? I don't know what he got pulled over for, but they started patting him down, and it was like the clowns and the scarves, but it was women's underwear. They just kept pulling them out of both of his pockets. Oh yeah. Women's okay. underwear. Oh god. I heard about that one. What? Mark, did you get pulled over? Actually, I got pulled over Friday, but not for that. <laughs> Ooh, really? <clears throat> I got pulled over because the state trooper couldn't see that my suit belt was on. Oh. 
You got a black shirt so, on? No. Excess batteries, eh? No. Uh, <laughs> is that the pot calling the kettle black now? <laughs> no. I, well, he couldn't see me have it on because I wasn't wearing it. But, um, uh-uh. well, I pulled, I pulled into I was going to the bank, actually. I pulled into the drive-thru. At the, I pulled in by the bank, and as soon as I saw the cop, I'm like, I know what he's doing. I jumped out of the vehicle. I jumped out of my truck with my hands up. So he couldn't, come, so he, he couldn't catch me in the act of not wearing the seatbelt because I was already out of the vehicle. In this state, that'll get you all the officer did was he took my license and he looked at it and he asked if I had a seatbelt ticket, which I have not. And it was pretty much, I think it was a new, uh, it was a new uh, state trooper and he was, they have a quota to meet and I said, yes. Oh, they just use those for probable cause, Mark. Trust me, they just use them for probable cause. Yeah, they do that. Just be careful. You don't wear a seatbelt. I do wear a seatbelt. I just, I just have, didn't have it on at oh. time. Ah, <clears throat> and how it is in my truck, you really can't see it unless you're up close. Because I drive an F one fifty, and the seatbelt is on the seat itself. Well, it's the best entertainment on Friday and Saturday night that you could yeah. ever have. And when they start acting a fool, I call Eli downstairs and say, okay, come on, watch this. This is what you don't do. <laughs> this, is how you, this is how you don't act. Hey, did y'all see that James Comey is going to give a lecture at a college on yeah, ethics? Yeah, on ethics. On, on ethics. I bet he doesn't know. He's, he's saying, lawyered up. Yeah, on right. ethics. Really? Hey, Fabian. Fabian, yeah. I know you're ready. I know you're ready to go, but I gotta tell you this real quick. Yeah, the rest of y'all appreciate this. Eli's daddy called last night, and he tore his ass up on the phone. It was all I could do to keep from laughing over here, sitting beside him. I almost had to bite my tongue. I thought his dad was gonna have a heart attack. I could hear him across the room on the phone. <laughs> He's great. Oh, great. Because, you know, Mama can say all day long, all day, all week, and all everything, and they don't pay any attention. But when Daddy when Daddy calls, woo, it was hilarious. Hilarious. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank everybody for tuning in. We appreciate the support that this program sees. We thank you for your continued support over the years. We want to remind you to stand for something so you don't fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier for without the soldiers, we wouldn't have the ability to do what we do in this great country. Thank the families of soldiers for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. On behalf of Political Straight Talk, I am the Political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody.